listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. All right, Rich, we're back in the building. We've got to talk about the NFL. We've got to talk about, number one, we've got to talk about <laughs> seven. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about some of the things going on. And we've got to talk about a Bears team that now somebody else says they have equity and ownership in this Bears team. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, mm. Okay. All right. So, Rich, we got Thursday night coming up. Thursday night football is always the forgotten night, but it's a good night because it's a pivotal night because some things happen. You right. got Baker Mayfield said, my shoulder's okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. Out. Yeah, then they said, nah, bro. He's out. He's out. You might as well come on and sit down right here, son, because you're not going to give some nachos away to the kids in the stands, but you're not going to be playing, my friend. So. No trick-or-treating for him. Okay. Does nope. that change your dynamics then for Thursday night? No Is Nick Chubb. No Chubby. No Kareem Hunt. No Honey. Big problems. And no Baker. No. Your three main point guys that like are going to put points on the board for you, minus your kicker, obviously. And now you turn the ball over to who? Forgot who, who who's gonna start in this place? I'm not even gonna say his name because <laughs> he's not even important. He's not important. Against a, a Denver team that I think is a little overrated, but still yeah. wins the games they're supposed to win. This is a game because of the people that are out there supposed to win. The only way, absolute only way, Cleveland wins this game is if the defense outscores the Broncos offense because I can't see Cleveland's offense doing it at all. Look, if you're going to put some chips on Case Keenum uh, leading your team with no OBJ, uh, with in Oh, yeah, Juku, yeah, I forgot. He, I don't think he's playing. Yeah, and Juku might give you some fantasy points, but... No. No, no, I, I, there's not even, I've seen like Dearness Johnson supposedly like the big pickup. I wouldn't even waste my time. Wouldn't even waste my time with it. Wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't waste my time trying to pick up Case Keenum. Like I said, this Broncos team is not horrible. I don't think he's, they're great, but they're going to be good enough to smack around some second and third string players. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, the, the, the Browns are at home. Congratulations. You get to sit there at home and watch you get mollywop pretty much. And it's not their fault. I mean, injuries happen. You know, like I said, there's it's a it's a quick turnaround on a Thursday. So there's not even really enough time to prepare for saying I'm about to be without four or five. I mean, we I mean, have we evolved to the whole Jarvis Landry being out thing? I don't know. Who do we have to throw to? Who do we have to hand the ball to? Who's blocking? <laughs> None so, of that, you know, on the offensive end. Like I said, the only way this game is won is through the defense. The defense is going to have to come out there and hold, do what they did to Chicago and hold the Broncos to under 100 yards. And I just don't see that happening either. Well, let's go over the list of Browns who will be inactive for the game. Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin, A.J. Green, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, 
Jeremiah Kamara, Malcolm Smith, J.C. Treader, and Jarek Willis. Okay. All right, then. You know, um, this looks like a really good game rounding out. This seems like a Teddy Bridgewater game. This seems like a 300-plus yard Teddy Bridgewater game. Now, I don't know who he's throwing to. Um, I mean, you got Cortland Sutherland. You got Javante Williams. You got some sneaky receivers around there, but... Uh, um, What's his name? Tim... Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mr. New Fantasy Guy that caught a, a touchdown in every game starting the season. You were like, wait, he's he looks cool? good. He yeah. looks good. And they have, no offense, the, tight, the yes. underrated tight end who gets a lot of targets. Plus, you have a two-headed uh, running back system right. you know, with their rookie and their veteran. You know, that that both share a good equal load. They look good with the one-two punch. Um, like I said, it's there. Are are they are they phenomenal? No. Are they great? No. Are they good? Yes. You know, are they gonna be good enough to win that game with just that? Yeah. The question is, can Kevin Stefanski come up with can he do what needs to be done to come up with a a defensive scheme? to stop the Broncos. Cause I'm quite sure Vic Fangio is waiting for this. I mean, if you're, <laughs> you're telling me that you don't have your number one receiver, your number one running back, your number one quarterback. Oh baby, I'm dialing in. I'm putting eight in the box every time, every oh, yeah. time I'm coming. Oh yeah. And you've got to stop me before I'm come before I, I I'm not pulling if, it off. If Case Keenum's Jersey ain't green, by the second quarter, there's going to be there would be problems, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, that there's there would be dire consequences <laughs> for the Broncos defense. Like you said, I'm blitzing every down. Yeah, and, and again, you don't have Jarvis Landry there. Now, the one of the things is right now, David Njuko is questionable. So if you don't have your starting tight end, if you're Cleveland, you, I don't see how Cleveland wins. I really, I, and Rich, I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I don't see how they can win. Not on a Thursday night. Short no. week. I don't see how it's possible. But Vegas still lists them as two-point favorites. And who can go against Vegas? I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, I don't I don't think that's the money hook. But there is one player. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, he's out there. He is out there. Is he a pickup? I, I know in a daily he should be a pickup for somebody. But if you're in a PPR league, can he be a pickup that will work for you this week? Sure, if you're dealing with bi-week struggles and, you know, you don't have Russell Wilson or something like that and you're shuffling – the the doing the quarterback shuffle, then I mean, yeah, he's a decent option this week. Yeah, I like him. I like him as as you said. If everybody's gone and you don't have any, you don't have any help quarterback wise. I mean, I think that's somebody you should really. I think you should you should look at him. Yeah, he's a sneaky pick. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And this might be the Von Miller game. This might be Von Miller might have three or four sacks by the end of the first half. 
Yeah, this this might be the game that he restores a little bit more faith in the system. Yes, yes, a little bit more faith in the system. Somebody who's ready to play. But I know somebody else who else is ready to play. And that is a one Thomas Brady. Tom Brady said, look, I like the smoke. I like all the talk. It's funny to me. But hey, um, I've got some stake in that quarterback thing. And, 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 and you know, I got some property in the Bears too because I own them too. Because <laughs> in my career... Yeah. Ah, but in his career as a as a Buccaneer, mm-hmm. Bears owned him. Mm. And don't and, think and Tom Tariq has forgotten that. that. Yeah, he would go out there as a Patriot, and it was just mm. like you forgot you were a Bears fan by the time you just wowing and watching Brady just dismantle a team in the first half. But as a as a Buccaneer, the one team that had the that owned the Buccaneers was the Bears last year. They owned them, and everybody had them down and out. I think they were like 10-point underdogs, and they they took care of them mm-hmm. uh, because the Bears have a good defensive system that Brady doesn't play well underneath. You've got a very powerful Akeem Hicks that can move that line, and you've got a very swift uh, and powerful Khalil Mack that can go right in behind him and get to the quarterback quick without you even noticing. And that's two things that Tom Brady struggles with. We that's it's been well documented. You put pressure on Brady, he's not going to be comfortable. It could be a long game for him, but. Mm. It's going to happen this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's say defense does their job and it makes it uncomfortable for Tom. What about the offensive side of the ball for the Bears? When you talk about a rookie quarterback who still hasn't figured out where his hot reads are, he still hasn't figured out specifically where to go with the ball. And oh, by the way, he has no lead receivers and he doesn't utilize his tight ends. Oh, and did I mention his his number one running back is out? I mean, you might I think you might be better with the the third string running back who's your rookie. Yeah, Herbert looked good. Herbert he, looked yeah. real good. I don't know if Williams will be back from his COVID stint well, but Yeah. The rumor was that he actually tested positive. Okay. You know. Nobody knows how he's feeling or anything like that, but and you yeah. have to have two you have to negatives. Have two negative tests to play. Okay. okay. Uh, something about, I guess, the, the the dependent on whether you've been vaccinated or not, because I don't think the NFL requires you to be vaccinated, um, but they do, you know, require obvious testing and things like that. But I think there's an exception if you've been vaccinated, something like that, which they have been very quiet about with, with this situation. So I'm not going to speculate or anything like that, but it's it's Wednesday right now. So we haven't heard anything about it right now. I, I think they, they practice today. Mm-hmm. So if we don't hear anything positive by the end of the day, then it's I don't think he's going to play Sunday. Okay. Okay. So let's walk this through. I keep seeing Tariq Cohen pop up in different news feeds, different articles, even in your mm-hmm. fantasy line. Uh, coming off the pup list, he'll be available is Tariq Cohen ever going to play for the Bears again? He's going to try. He's going to suit up. Mm. I mean, if he wants to wants to make some money, he will. 
I mean, you know, you, you can't ride that I'm I'm sick, I'm hurt train forever in your career and expect to play any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, he plays at some point this year. Okay. I'm not sure about in the next week or so, but mm-hmm. he does play at some point this year. Now, is it best suited for him just to stay at returner, uh, kick returner, punt returner, and maybe use him as a scat back or as a you put him in the slot somewhere. Uh, I don't see being able to take him up the tackles, especially with this line. I know they do better. Really, they do better with the run blocking than they do pass blocking. But I don't see you keep slamming him up that middle, not at his size. I don't. This, this is where you make your name for yourself, though. Your your main guy going up the up the up the line is down. Your second guy is down. Your rookie's making a name for himself. You need to make a name for yourself, especially if you want to continue to play football at a, at a at a multi million dollar level. You know, uh, do punt returners and kick returners make a whole lot of money like that? Nah, not really. Right. You know, but do starting running backs or uh, split running backs make money? Yes, yes. And that's what you aspire to be. So if it, this is the time to do it because you've got nobody else in your way. The main competition you had was Williams as far as being receiving backs, but they put Williams in a slot and he was doing, mm-hmm. hey, you know, doing pretty good. So this is the time to make it. Now, also, if you're not fully healthy, this is not the time to go out there and rush it for the sake of, of trying to make a name for yourself. So it's very fickle, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the Bears offensively. I, I don't understand how you can't come up with a plan that utilizes the four tight ends that you have on your roster. But okay, with all that said, okay, so they've got problems running back got tight end issues you got line issues but we've talked off camera before mm-hmm. now we're, i'm gonna put it on paper i'm gonna put it on tape this time rich i'm saying it's time to get rid of Allen robinson tell me i'm crazy if i'm wrong i don't think you're crazy um short term and long term have you looked at the schedule that the bears face for the rest of the season it ain't no cakewalk, none at all. It's a good possibility that outside of the Giants and the Vikings, I don't know if the Bears are going to finish 500, to be honest with you. Well, I guess you can't because it's 17, but I don't think they're going to finish in the fives, put it like that. Uh, even with a full health of whatever, just looking at the players they have to play. And like – we talked about off camera. Um, it, it let's put it like this: I can see them not making that trade simply because I think a certain coach's job is on the line this year to at least make the playoffs. And if they don't, I don't think it's going to be there. So if you have any shot of making the playoffs, you have to keep them. If you're looking at long term, um kind of what can I get back for this person? What can what can we take? What can we move on with? Then absolutely, you know, it is the time to get rid of them because I don't think you keep them after this year anyway. So I think he walks after this year. You want to get something back for him. But like I said, um 
there's no, his value is going to be no higher than right now. Right. And there's a lot of teams out there that want to make a name for themselves in the playoffs that should make the playoffs that need a receiver like Allen Robinson. So you should be able to get some kind of high value other than a six-round pick for him. Yeah. You mentioned yesterday when we were talking the Chiefs being one of those teams, and I mentioned the Titans as one that could really – that would work well with his skill set and it would be a win-win for them on both sides. Mm-hmm. But let's say we take Allen Robinson out of the equation just for a second. The Bears on their schedule, as it looks on paper right now, without any injuries and what we know might come up in the next few weeks, the only two games I have confidence that they may win would be one against Minnesota Mm -hmm. and probably the other Detroit game. I think they can win against the Giants. Okay. Three. Yeah, that's, that's, they're already, what, they're already three and three? Right. So I think they can take the, the Vikings uh, two games. Uh, so that's five. They can take the Lions again, six. And then, like I said, they can take the Giants. That's seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the rest. So even if your job is on the line and you're talking about playoffs or bust, then you're saying that Matt Nagy's fired anyway because I believe that he has a contract. I believe Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are intrinsically linked somehow to their contract status. I think Nat Nagy's going to be given grace to say, okay, well, it was a bad year with a rookie. We'll give you next year to see how it works. Or maybe they're saying we couldn't do what we, what we wanted to do, what we were supposed to do with letting Andy Dalton play this year. You couldn't protect him. You couldn't put anything around him. You couldn't get him motivated. And the this rookie who's looks good, looks promising, but still not ready. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. you might have tarnished him before you even got him going. Mm-hmm. You know, bad management skills on you. And that's the thing that bothers me the most. He's not ready. Right. Like you've had all summer to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. So if you knew this was going to be development or bust. I don't know what your game plan was with Andy Dalton just to say, okay, we're going to throw him out there, see how many games we can win. And if we don't win enough, then we'll throw Justin in at the end of the season. Yeah, that was the plan. But guess what though? Your, your head coach already said, I don't know how to play call with this guy. He already said that he already, he's basically admitted defeat. You know, somebody else he didn't know how to play call for. (laughs) <laughs> well, come on now. Okay. Well, all I'm going to say, I said it to Jay Sizzle before. <sighs> Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, my God. Is a poor man's one? version of what you have in Justin Fields. I'm not going to do I'm not going to do him like that because you know what? Justin Fields hasn't been making the bonehead decisions and throwing the ball in the triple coverage. Uh, <laughs> like he, you know, Mitchell was throwing the ball to anybody just to get it out of his hand. So somebody wouldn't hit him and knock out his sacrilege. Right. He, that's what he was doing. He was just like, I don't Fields care. Will take, Fields will take the hit. Yeah. You know, like, Too many don't, times. Don't take that hit, but he takes the hit anyway. Isn't uh, he a think, baseball player? Yes. I think what he thinks is that he's fast enough to get around these players because he did it in college. But these are pros. And 
these are, you know, like Miles Garrett. I mean, that's not a pro. That's that's like a demigod, you know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so, you know, it, it, a part of part of being in in football is is picking and choosing some of your battles and learning how to walk away and fight for another play rather than just going all in and uh like in a lot of situations like last week you were in field goal range and you try to scramble to make a play and you wound up taking a 15 yard sack that took you out of field goal range and now you're stuck you know uh maturity phases that will go on in his career again goes to the point that he's not fully ready yet but the bears have done nothing to help him with that either Okay, that, that that my overwhelming point then goes back to even if you look at what has transpired, you didn't even have a plan in place. And that was the same thing with Mitchell Trubisky. You didn't have a plan in place because I know it all worked out at the end with Justin Fields, but it could not have. And then you'd still be in that, that you lost a second pick in the draft for mm -hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing. You gained nothing from having Mitchell Trubisky. You didn't even flip him, but because your plan was so bad, mm -hmm. nobody was willing to bite on it. I mean, it was it was god awful what was happening with Mitchell Trubisky. It really well, that's was. how you got Allen Robinson in the first place. Your idea was to always give him a security blanket, mm -hmm. somebody to throw to, and it kind of worked. But you can't throw to Allen Robinson the entire game. And they had nobody else to throw to, really. I'm glad that 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 Darnell Mooney has kind of started his evolution, mm -hmm. you know. But they they started drafting certain players, thinking, you know, the Anthony Miller project, which I didn't think was a bad one necessarily, but they said they failed on that. Really, yeah. project? They said that failed. I mean, you never even saw Ridley, so you don't know if it failed or not. You, you never saw that kid really get a shot. Now, maybe he just can't play because I haven't seen him anywhere else play. I haven't I either. Know. But then they just have bad luck with certain receivers. It's like they'll draft a guy with good prospects and they always be hurt. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's the guy? Oh, goodness gracious. If I have to say what is the guy, that means he sucked that bad. Yeah, I, I I couldn't think of his name either. That's why I, I said what I said. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All was, I can think about, and he was always hurt. Is his girl got jacked for a car? That's all I can remember. Was <laughs> it was a bump and go in in the city, and she got pulled up out the Bentley. And that is that's all I know. It's sad, but that's that was the highlight of. Well, I mean, you can't throw it all the time, but hey. Uh, there is Brandon Marshall who gets the ball in inordinate amount of times from Jay Cutler. And before Jay Cutler was concussed and probably won't know who he is in about 20 more years, you always have the Bears and Jay Cutler, buddy. And <laughs> it makes me very sad inside. Let me just say this before we go. Uh, Justin, son, I know that you're listening. I know that you are. Please do not slide again, forward slide on your knee. All right. Get your Ooh. butt up under you. Scoot, son. Scoot. I mean, you've been doing some acrobatic things that look cute on replay. It's horrible. Okay. Your leg should not split apart that far trying to stop being sacked and then you in the middle. Look, son. Look. 
you need a long career, okay? In fact, you know who you could go and talk to? You could go and talk to guys who've been around a long time, like Rodney Pete. Ask them, how did you survive in years when you could do God knows anything to a quarterback? How did you make it? Because, son, if you keep going up against people like Miles Garrett that looks like Killmonger's little brother, um, you're going to die. You're going to die, son, and I just <laughs> I can't watch you die on my watch. That's all I can say. I can't, watch I can't watch it. So, Rich, is there any game coming up in week seven that you really are looking at, something that you're thinking, this is the game I'm going to watch, this is what I want to focus in on this week? There's a lot of games around that just are lopsided, to be honest with you. Um, I want to get into the Lions and Rams game simply because this is Matt Stafford playing against his old team. But I think, and Matt Stafford says, oh, this is a regular game. No, it's not. And even if it was a regular game, you guys are so good, <laughs> it's not even going to be, I don't think the closest you're going to get is kickoff. It's probably it. You know, moving on, you used to always have good Jets and Patriot games because back in the day it was like you had the, the, the Bears and the Packers and then you had the Patriots and the Jets. You know, this was rivalries and both teams up, yeah. to be honest with you. But it is what it is. Chiefs and Titans, that might be a good game to watch. But um, I, it, it's – look, you can't keep the Chiefs down for too long. Let's just – be honest with, with it, you know, and something happened in that last game with the with the uh, Washington football team, where towards the end of the game they finally started getting their mojo back. So they might be going into Tennessee with a little bit of mojo. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. That would be my marquee fun game to watch. Um, outside of that, maybe the Colts and the 49ers if you're looking for a good defensive game. But no, it's all pretty lopsided. I mean, the Packers and the, and the uh, Washington football team, the Packers are at home. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Um, who, who cares about the Falcons and the Dolphins? Not Does even anybody? the Falcons and the Dolphins. Who cares about the, the Panthers and the Giants? Both of their, the, the, the big marquee name running backs, they're, good. they're out. So who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Texans and the Cardinals, that game's over before it even started. <laughs> the Cardinals are at home. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. The, yeah. the, the Saints and the Seahawks without Russell Wilson? Maybe it's fair now. I don't know. No. No. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like this, it this at week, all. This week, I mean, for betting standards, I mean, this should be a fun week to bet with. A fun week if you can exploit certain disadvantages. Uh, if it for for your leagues, but your dailies, I mean, they got Derrick Henry at eleven thousand uh bucks to go up with, and you almost want to take him because you know what he's going to do against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. But is it worth it at that point? Because everybody else is down on like the six and the sevens to to go up against. You know, same thing with the Cardinals defense. I think. Yahoo projects in one of my leagues. Yahoo has their defense projected to score 27 points. Yes, yeah, it's a ridiculous cool. number. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I, I don't even want to believe it, mm -hmm. but I kind of got to believe it because they're playing the Texans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, fun I for them, 
And if you're the opposing person looking at it, I, I bet you you're sweating bricks right now. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. time. You're sweating that they could get close to that and then yes. you have a problem. But right. I've got a fantasy question. There's a fantasy question that came up and it's a trade. And let's see, Rich, we're going to ask you, what do you think about this question? It's a straight up trade. So you've got uh, Devontae Adams in a straight up trade for Jamar Chase. What? Um, that's a real question. No. Well, if you're the guy that wants Devontae Adams and the guy wants to trade you, uh, Devontae Adams for Jamar Chase, you hurry up before he changes his mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, there's no way that's a fair trade. Mm -hmm. First of all, I, I like what Jamar Chase has done, but there's no comparison with the skill set that Devontae Adams has. And you already know that that's still Aaron Rodgers' main guy. Right. And he's it, it, regardless of what the matchup is or whatever else like that, we know there's going to be a connection at that game. If he doesn't go for a couple of touchdowns, you know he's still going to go for 100 yards. We don't know fully Cincinnati and, and, and what they have to take because they still have some good receivers outside of Jamar Chase to throw to. Mm. and things like that. The only thing I could kind of go in their favor to say is true enough, unlike the Packers, the Bengals are going to be playing from behind for a lot of games. There was that one year where Allen Robinson had like outstanding numbers in Jacksonville, mainly because they were always playing from behind. It's kind of the same thing with Cincinnati. But that's too much speculation to go for that trade. Well, that was the hot trade question. That was the fizzle or sizzle Fantasy question of the day. Is that a good trade? Am I getting equal value? And Rich Sizzle would say... No. No. So. If you have Jamar Trace and they want to give you Devontae Adams for it, take it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't trade Devontae Adams for Jamar Chase. Not, not straight up. Right. Have to come with a lot of caveats. Have to come with yeah. at least Derrick Henry and... Like four of a running backs. I'm not even going with that. I mean, let's just say hypothetical. You're you're one of those teams that's that that's without uh, McCaffrey or or Saquon Barkley or whatever else like that, and you've got uh, some decent running back picks behind you, you know, like uh, Hubbard or something like that, and you could package that then for Devontae Adams, and I would say, okay, that's fair, but straight up, no, no bueno. No bueno. So you heard it right here from Rich Sizzle. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here in the building. And that is your week seven wrap up. We've talked about everything except why, why does Matt Nagy still wear a visor? We'll get into that later on because nobody knows why he still wears a visor. I don't think he knows, but you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here in the building and we will see you, my friend, on the other side. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle, the hottest sports talk in the 219, here on Iron Skillet Television and Iron Skillet Radio. Uh -huh.